Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and it's time once again for our weekly chat about anything and everything soap. I like to mix things up here on the show every so often and do something that maybe isn't expected. And I think that this week's show is one of those ideas, and I hope that you guys like it, because if you do, it's something that we're going to try to do oh, every so often, because it's important that you guys out there are able to interact with the show and get something from the show more than hearing from your favorite stars and hearing me chat about whatever it is that pops into my head. But I figured this is a great platform to give you guys answers to questions that you may have had since your first day watching a soap. In addition to the thousands of emails that I get each and every week from fans who want to share their thoughts on what's happening on their favorite soaps, I also get thousands and thousands of emails with questions. Now, some of them Well, they're easier to answer than others. Things like who plays a certain role or when did a certain soap go on the air or how to access old recaps on SoapCentral.com. Those are easy, but then there are other questions that maybe aren't as easy to respond to by email or maybe there's some things that even I don't know, like uh, what does it mean to be on recurring status or what does a head writer do? These are things that I can answer, but maybe not as easily in an email as we can here on the show. So I thought that it might be fun today to assemble a panel of soap experts to help get some answers to some of your most pressing soap questions. Maybe there's something that you've always wanted to know about your favorite soap, character, or performer that you haven't seen answered anywhere. Or maybe you have a bet with a loved one about something that's soap-related, and we can help you win some money here on today's show. Well, today it is your chance to get those answers. All week I've been asking fans to submit their questions on SoapCentral.com or on Twitter at SoapCentralLive. And we'll also be taking your calls today At 866-472-5788. Again, that's a toll-free number, 866-472-5788. So who exactly is on this panel of experts? Well, there's me, but that's not really that exciting. And we also have the executive editor of Soaps in Depth magazine. He is also the author of Crimes Against Civility, which is available now on Amazon.com. He's, of course, friend to the show, Richard Sims. Richard, welcome to Soap Central Live, or welcome back, I guess it is. Well, thank you. And here's my question. If they Uh-oh. make money on something that we answer, do we get a percentage of it? I haven't quite figured that out. Maybe we'll do it like eBay or, <laughs> or PayPal or something and, and get a get a cut. My, uh, my but, question exactly, Richard. What's in it for us? Hold on, Linda. I haven't even had a chance to introduce I know, you. but the mouth can't <laughs> shut up. You know? Linda Hirsch is known to many as the person who knows everything about daytime soaps. She writes a syndicated column that appears in newspapers across the country, and she's even hosted her own radio show, Look Out, Note to Self. She's also (laughs) the author of Lathered Up. It's a column on SoapCentral.com. I'm so happy to say that she's back here on the show. Linda, welcome to Soap Central Live. Nice to be here, and I agree with Richard. I think uh, Richard and I should call our agents, whomever they are, aren't. I don't have one. And I, I don't think either. Get 10%. You want to be my agent? I'll be yours. I think this is great. Oh my God, yes! It's like the movie Strangers on a Train. Who would have ever thought, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, not that we necessarily endorse gambling or betting. That would be illegal. However, you know what you do in the privacy of your own own home is not really any of our business. And you know something else, guys, that really isn't any of our business. I think is something that took place on Twitter this week. 
that I don't think has ever happened in the history of soaps, at least not to my knowledge. Uh, earlier this week, General Hospital actress Jen Lilly, who's currently playing the role of Maxie, mm-hmm. she is in the role because Kirsten Storms had to leave the show for medical reasons that have not publicly been disclosed, really. Um, and I don't know that ever in soap history has someone had to go on to Twitter or some other media platform and ask fans to stop being hateful and sending nasty messages. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been saying some nasty things to Jen because she's filling in for Kirsten, and it's not really anything that she had any control over. Let me just give a quick reading of something that she said that kind of made me feel really bad. She said, I hope you will find it in your hearts to stop being so hateful toward me personally, because honestly, after six months of it, I feel broken, and it's not helping the show. We have to stand united for the sake of General Hospital's livelihood and for soap fans everywhere. I think all of Kirsten's wonderful fans know that she'd want her fans to support GH and fight like hell for its renewal. With utmost sincerity, Jen Lilly. Richard, to the best of your knowledge, has this ever been something that someone's had to do to sort of, you know, take out not their quite, own PR. Not quite, not quite to that degree. I mean, um, you know, interestingly, not too long ago, Michael Muni did something mm-hmm. very similar. He actually took a ten-day break from Twitter because um, he was coming under attack from certain section sectors. So, um, I think you know, I was talking not too long ago with Lisa Lo Cicero, who plays Olivia on General Hospital, and and you know, kind of talking about how Twitter is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it gives you a way to interact with people, but on the other hand, as with any time you interact with with other people, it also gives them a way to sort of, you know, be not so pleasant to you. Message boards in the past have always been one of those places where, you know, some actors just don't want to go there because it's, it's you get to hide behind a wall of anonymity and say whatever you want, and Twitter is sort of the same way. Unfortunately for Jen, you know, and and I think she has done, I'll admit, when she first stepped into the role, I didn't love her, but I feel like she really, over time, has found the role and made it her own instead of imitating Kirsten Storms. And and I think she's doing a great job. And God bless her. It's not her fault that Kirsten Storms isn't there. She was hired to do a job, She was, and, and she's doing it to the best of her ability. And, you know, I, I I agree with you. It broke my heart when I read that because I know... I personally don't allow people to bash the actors. If I see it going on in my stream, I block them, and, you know, it's just not its not cool. And I, I really just felt terrible for her that she had to go to those lengths because the only other option is to sort of say, okay, you know what, I'm not going to be on Twitter. And, and that's why some actors aren't on Twitter. Yeah, well, let I me am. ask Linda, let me ask you then. First of all, why do people feel the need to be so hateful to people that they've never met? Well, a, a couple of things. First, I don't know why people need to be so hateful at all. And I'm certainly not Pollyanna, but I, I found this most disturbing. But you, they will say terrible things, ridicule the actors' looks, um, their weight. You know, R- Richard and you and I are critics, and so sometimes we say critical things. But they're not, I don't think any of us, I know I haven't, have ever been cruel, and what they're doing to Jen is cruel. And I was just thinking of Michael Muni uh, when you would ask that question, uh, because Michael is somebody who will answer back. Another actor, Steve Burton, evidently his um, t- the tweets to him were getting really nasty, and he just said, uh, uh, tweeted back one day, "This is not a place for haters. I'm not going to respond to that anymore." And he and he has it. In fact, he doesn't respond as much as he used to to anything. Um, I, I just think you can get away with it. I also think it's usually the, the same nasty ones are the same ten people over and over and over again, which is why I look at Twitter, I look at Facebook, but I need to take vacations from them sometimes. I mean, it's my responsibility to look at it, but I don't understand. It's uh, it's so negative, and I, I, I have to say I don't know why unless there's some jealousy involved, unless they think they're helping the show. And I think Jen, and I think Richard's absolutely right. When Jen first came on, she was absolutely mimicking Kirsten, and that's what she needed to do. Now we see kind of a different Maxie, not as ditzy, but a little more knowing that she's not 
the person she wants to be, but there she is for whatever her reasons. So I, I think they have to give her a chance, but nobody's giving General Hospital a chance. Well, and I don't think it's really s- good for the network to be seeing this. I agree. Let me go on to something else, though, that seems to fall into that same vein that I see a lot on uh, Twitter. I also have seen it on the SoapCentral.com message boards. It's. I, I think that maybe some fans, in an effort to maybe get other people agitated or uh, to get people's dander up, I don't believe I've just said that. I don't even know quite what that means. But some fans think <laughs> or create I don't these. Know the cat, these I believe. <laughs> <laughs> they create these ideas that uh, sort of implicate actors in sort of behind the scenes shenanigans, and then it ends up agitating fan bases. One of the the things that came up was. Uh, that Roger Halworth uh, said that he would only return to One Life to Live unless he'd play the real Todd. And that's sort of things that come up where maybe one actor who's replaced or one act- actor who's out, uh, the fan bases come up with stories that may or may not be true, um, and they sort of hurl them at the other fan bases. And I don't know that warring fan bases is anything that's going to help anything. And I know, Richard, no. on Twitter, I've seen you uh, talk to folks uh, you know, sort of heatedly about why are they going after each other when they should be supporting the, the show. So what do you make of all that, Richard? You know, there, it's, it's interesting. There's a couple of different things that play into it. And and it's something that, it's funny, it's funny, this topic is to me so, so current and relevant to the point where right before, right before, I mean, literally, I was, I was ready to um, print Crimes Against Civility, and I said, you know what? I need to add a chapter that is specifically about the Internet and the kind of nastiness that goes on it. And so I kind of like pulled back, did a whole new chapter, and then went forward with it. And and in the book I specifically addressed, um, just because they're the most obvious and the, and the one that you see the most really of, I specifically used the um, the, the General Hospital Jason... Sam and Jason um, Elizabeth fans, not the, not not for any reason other than the fact that they're really the most you know the one that you see this kind of stuff engaged in the most often. They're kind of the ones you think of. There's two or three fan groups that you really think of when you think of sort of the fan wars. It's the J Sam liaison. It's the Schick Thick from mm-hmm. the Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's 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 two or three others, but those are the those are really the big ones. And I think what really plays into it is two things. One, I agree with Linda. I think that within any fan base, there's, you know, it's like anything else. A few bad apples can make a lot of people look bad. You know, like, like every, you might have 5,000 people who are all great, but you have two or three who are constantly on Twitter, and they may have five or six different accounts under different names. I mean, and I can't say anything about that. Everybody knows I have, like, six accounts. Um, but I don't they, have they one. Sort of. <laughs> stir up trouble. And the other thing is, and it's something that I'm really kind of been thinking a lot about lately, both in the political world and in, in soaps, which are a weird marriage, but they come together <laughs> fairly often in my head, is the, is the anonymity factor. You know, it's very easy, whether you're in politics, you know, you get a super PAC and you're allowed to say whatever you want about a candidate. Um, in On Twitter or Facebook or message boards, there's a certain power that comes from standing behind a wall of anonymity and feeling that you can say anything you want without impunity. You know, you mm-hmm. can just, you can say the most vile things on earth because, hey, you, you know, nobody knows it's you talking. And, you know, my general rule is if, if, if you wouldn't say that to the person's face, then I'm not sure that you really should be saying it on Twitter or on Facebook or wherever. Right. I, I really wish that people went with that. Linda, let me uh, turn I'm it a little slightly. Thing. There is um, cyberbullying all over that have caused lives, uh, you know, created suicides, parents of children bashing other children, where it's been so horrible the kids have committed suicide. And civility is its a great name for a book, Richard, because <laughs> civility is so important and it seems to be lacking, and I don't know why that is. I'm sorry, Dan, I interrupted. No, that's okay. Uh, and I saw that we have a, a caller. We'll take the caller and then we'll, we'll circle back. We have Ron from New York. Ron, welcome to Soap Central Live with me, Richard, and Linda. It's a whole party is this here. Ron Kay? I think it is. Ron, okay. are you there? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't I'm answer your Twitters. Oh, I don't know how to. <laughs> okay. Hey, Ron. Okay. Welcome to the show. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm glad you're talking about the uh, cyberbullying issue. I think that's really, really important, especially with with uh, Twitter. But I have a question that I have always wanted to ask, and I've never been able to really find a, an, a- an answer to it. And I thought maybe um, one of the experts could help me out with this. I was a really big fan of as as the world turns, especially in in the last few years of the of the show. And I always wanted to see more of Eileen Fulton. Mm-hmm. And I would go to her website, and her website always said, you know, that she wanted to be on it more and to write, write to the network and write to Procter & Gamble. And I always did that. And I just wondered why um, – I know that, you know, she's, a, she's, a, she was, uh, she's an icon, a living legend. And I just wondered why was she so underused in those final years? And well- – in the last episode, I really felt like a lot of people do that she was really disrespected by the finale, and I just wondered if if you're um, if you had anything to let me jump in real quickly on this one. You, we know what uh, what uh, they do to icons. Uh, they do a press release and say that we're canceling all my children and one life to live uh, television icons. Um, I think Chris Goutman had his own vision, and the show was his characters, his creations. And when it, even when it worked or when it didn't work, that's what he was going to go for. And Eileen was terribly misused, and she could have been used in so many ways and wasn't. And I just think sometimes a boss has a vision. When you're a producer, showrunner, you're the boss. And I think Chris took it the way he wanted to take it. Well, thanks for that call, Ron. R- Richard, let me ask you, too, for w- one of the issues that we have that I think – a lot of uh, folks are seen is that the characters, the actors that have been on the shows the longest are the ones that they don't want to see for a variety of reasons, money and, and maybe uh, age reasons. You know, how do we sort of balance out that fans say they want to see these actors and these characters, but the networks or shows are saying that no one wants to see them. There's, there's gotta be somebody not talking to the other. Oh, Lord, that's a whole show in and of itself. Um, you know, the, the, problem, the problem is everybody, you know, sort of along the lines of what Linda was saying, is that everybody has a vision of what they want. You know, if you ask, um, it's interesting, if you ask the advertisers, you know, a, a long time ago we apparently handed over the reins of the world to the 18 to 35-year-old set. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as a result... Now, I remember when I was a kid, and I used to watch The Young and the Restless, the very first story I ever got hooked on on The Young and the Restless when I was a teenager was Catherine had been supposedly killed. She was in a mental institution, and she was driving her rival, Suzanne, crazy. It was this great, amazing story. And Mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. face it, even when I was a teenager, Catherine Chancellor was no spring chicken. You know, she she was old then. And, and. You know, same thing, you look at The Bold and the Beautiful, and one of the most popular characters among, uh, among all age groups is Stephanie Forrester. Again, no spring chicken. But if you ask the advertisers or you ask the networks, they, they, they'll say, we need to focus on the young people. We need to focus on the younger characters. We need to bring in young viewers. As if young viewers only watch young characters or young storylines. That's why every summer soaps get taken over by, you know, by, by, by young, young characters and young storylines because they think that's the only thing that kids want to watch. It's this bizarre, bizarro mentality that, that they, they, even when they're presented with the facts, even when you know you can you can present them with all the facts in the world, but they're still going to go by what their little brains tell them, despite the fact that it proves not to be true. Well, and it I, is. It's a, you're exactly right that it's a complete disconnect between what the audience says they want and what the audience and what they give the audience. And the other thing to keep in mind is that. They hear, I think, a lot of times what the audience wants, but they say, you know what, that's not the audience that we want. Yeah, the audience, the, the, the audience that wants to see more of the Quartermains or wants to see Bobby Spencer, we don't want that audience. That's an old audience. We don't care about them. And so well, there's a couple of reasons for that. I agree with you entirely, but you think one of the, the – the, uh, I started writing this column when I was 23 years old. And from the time I was 22 until now, and we're not going to say how many how many uh, eons that is. You've only uh, been writing for five it, years. <laughs> yes, I have. It's been a wonderful five years. So anyway, um, the the thing that's interesting is I said that from the beginning. Young people will look at stories about everyone. The other problem is like why why is it that the the uh, you know the advertisers only want to go after a certain age group? And I asked somebody at P and G several years uh, uh, years ago. 
we all know now the young people don't have money. They're living at home and they're using their parents' uh, money, obviously, at <laughs> this economy. But if you're at a certain age and you use Tide, after the age of 40, you're not switching to anything else. Right. They feel they can get younger viewers to switch to a, a different product. And, and that's their rationale behind most of this. And I've long said that that, and, and while that is their rationale, I've long said that's BS as well. Because I agree. Because let's <laughs> oh. say that, first of, all, first of all, in all honesty, I don't believe advertising works for the most part. I think advertising can introduce you to something new, but advertising is not going to get you to suddenly change your mind about a product you already that. use. Whether you're 18 or whether you're 60, you're not going to suddenly say, you know, I've been going to Wendy's all my life, but, you know, McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> that commercial really made me want to go to McDonald's. It just that's right. Absolutely. It's a will get you to go. Well, we let's. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to give any free plugs to Wendy's or McDonald's, even though I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, maybe they'll cut us into their their advertising as well. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a hamburger coupon from all of them. I'm sure. There's a question that came through from Pam in uh, New York, and she wants to know something that this will be very interesting to see how we address it. But she wants to know if there are. Any stories that we've encountered over our years as soap experts that we could not publish that we would be able to talk about? Well, of course, Pam, we're not going to be able to talk about in specifics, but we may be able to uh, uh, dance around it. And I'll start off by saying... Actually, oh, okay, uh, go ahead. No, no, you, you sound like you, you have something that you're ready to break right here on the uh, air, Well, not, not break, but, I mean, I mean, really, to be honest, it's a very, it's, it's, I think we'll all agree it's a fairly common occurrence. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes it's little things, sometimes it's big things. Oh, sometimes I mean, it's the stupidest little things, you can't even believe it. Uh, well, you know, like, I, I know, you know, if somebody asks me, I know all of the details of... Robin's death and how the mammies come to Port Charles and what brings them there. And, you know, and I know all of that, but, of course, I can't say. And sometimes it's bigger things that you make a personal decision not to reveal. You know, like, like there, are, there are, we all know at least one actor in the industry who's gay, and we don't out them. You know, that's because, because you know, for whatever reasons, we make those decisions. Me, personally, I don't do it because I think that's a very personal decision, and everybody should make it. I also I think there's a big difference between entertainment reporting and journalism. You know, people people mock me a lot because I say, I, I, I kind of say that what we do, what we do, and when I say we, I mean me and and Soaps and Jeff, we're not, you know, we're not breaking journalist news. You know, the well, news I'm the stuff break, of life. I'm not the stuff of life. And yeah. I wanted to be a political reporter, and that's a whole different ballgame. And he's absolutely right. This isn't going to make or break anybody's life if we know who's gay, who years ago uh, had AIDS. Um, I don't know about Richard. I would get called from the national tabloids in the beginning asking me to out people and tell them all kinds of about who hates who, and, and I wouldn't do it. That's not well, my a great job. Example, a great example that's currently in the headlines, you know, Matt Bomer came out. Yeah. Um, just just this last week or two, and you know when he was back on Guiding Light, you know I knew he was gay, but but that's just that's not something that there's no it's reason to choice. report it, and there's well, no then, you know. Let me ask this then: if there are places, not necessarily to name any names because it's not required, but there are places that as soon as they find out anything, whether they've got the full story or part of it, or you know maybe even none of it. But they go right to the internet and they post it as breaking news. Why do you think that there are so many people who are so willing to come forward when they may or may not be fully accurate, just for the sake of of having that story? Uh, go to Linda that's, first. That's the nature. Of, that's the nature. Well, that's the nature of the beast now. And you I'm know, exactly, that's not yeah. just that's not just soaps. I mean, you know, that's how we end up with with news stories that come out and say, you know, 5,000 people were killed in an earthquake, and then they say, oh, actually it was 400. You know, I mean, it's it's the nature of the beast that you want to be, no matter what aspect of, of news you're in, whether you're breaking news about, you know, the latest casting on a soap opera or you're breaking election night news and you're, and you're sort of projecting ahead to see who the winner is, Everybody wants to be first. That's just that's sort of the nature of the beast. Now, I've I've kind of gotten myself in trouble over the last couple of months because 
I am not a big fan of spoilers um, that the show doesn't want out. I'm a very big believer in you respect what the show wants. I'm uh, and I agree with Richard 100%. I'm also, not a big, I'm also not a big fan of... Um, I, when we're doing a cover story, we're often told, like, let's say we're doing a general hospital cover story. The publicist will give us the information and say, we'd really like you to write it as, you know, some of it as TV as possible. There's certain things we don't want out there. And I... Unlike, unlike some places, I completely respect that because I'm a fan of the tease. I'm a fan of saying something big is going to happen but not necessarily revealing everything. Right, but because why should tried... one line of print, okay, which mm-hmm. is all it really is, Richard, that's, at, which is gone in a week, ruin a storyline that people have been working on for months? Well, I'll never forget this one week. of the... You can hint towards it. And I agree with you. So some other soap journalists will think, oh, well, they're playing the game. No, I'm not playing the game as a soap, as a journalist who happens to work in soaps. I think sometimes you have to respect certain things. And that's what gives you, you integrity. Know, I'm fine with being accused of playing the game. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Because, I, yeah, exactly. Because, because, because me, there is a game to be played. Because there is a game to be played. Right. There is a game to be played. And... And I want to play that game. I want people to take the journey. I don't want them to read about what the destination is. I want them to go on that journey and get there. I'll never forget um, when when One Life to Live had a, had they were about to they were coming to the end of a big story and they were going to finally reveal after years and years and, you know twenty years really they were finally going to reveal what really happened to Victor Lord the night he died? Well, supposedly died, because he later came back. He's still, that yeah, he's he still somewhere, dead. yeah. And I will never forget that, that um, I, I, they, 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 and this is not a leak, really, but they gave the story to Michael Logan that mm-hmm. it was going to come out that, that um, Victoria, one of her alternate personalities, killed Victor. And I was shocked. I was like, this story has gone on for 20 years. Why would you leak that in advance? Why would you not... Let that play out. That is one of the best moments in, in daytime history. And yet, you know, you're going to... Why? Why would you ruin that for the fans? I was, and, let, I was, and let me add very quickly, knowing Logan very well, Logan doesn't like to give storylines away. They wanted him to do that. Yeah. And he did not want to do that. And because he said, well, why? And they just, you know, and sometimes we have to do things like that because we go back to the same well each time. That's true. There's always something that has to be done that we don't want to do, and one of those is that we have to say goodbye to Richard for this week because I know that, Richard, you have some other things. I can't believe that there are more things that are more important but, than being here on Soap Central Live. Before he goes, I, Richard, <laughs> I have to ask you a question. Okay. Since we agree on everything, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> that was that that question right there just made my mom so happy. <laughs> She'd be happier if my answer was yes. <laughs> oh well, we're not here to make our parents happy. <laughs> well, before we let you go, Richard, I do want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about your book to let people know, of course, how they can get in all that other good stuff. So uh, have at it; it's yours. Oh, geez, thanks. That's really nice. Um, well, it's called Crimes Against Civility, and it is basically kind of a. Uh, I try and use as much pop you know, pop culture and television references and movie references and stuff to kind of look at the fact that, as as Linda was saying, we as a culture really are starting to become incredibly uncivil to one another in in everyday life and in a million different situations, and it's just sort of an examination of that, and it's kind of my attempt to say, hey, people, let's you know, be nicer to each other. Let's be just kind of better people. And it's available on Amazon. And and actually, if you happen to be a if you happen to be a have a Kindle and be a member of Amazon Prime, you can actually borrow it for free from the Amazon Kindle library, which I only just recently found out about. And it's an awesome thing. So and free is good. Free is free very is good. good. <laughs> well, we uh, Linda's going to stick around. Richard is going to say goodbye. But when we come back on the other side of this commercial, we're going to address one of the craziest things that I've heard on the Internet. But okay. is it true? Is Susan Lucci the daughter of Phyllis Diller? Well, My stay favorite tuned story. For that. <laughs> stay tuned yeah. for that answer after this break when Soap Central Live <laughs> continues. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. And during that commercial break, I had to break up Richard and Linda because they were secretly plotting to do some sort of nefarious takeover (laughs) of this show. I'm not sure. Linda, uh, what are you two up to? You're up to something. Well, I I think that we all – I think marriage. I think marriage is it. No, I think what we're up to is that he and I, and I know you as well, I'll speak for you, really believe that if we were all more civil to each other, all more caring, all just a little bit kinder – this would be just a, like a a much better place, and I think that that isn't. A lot of people look at us and say, well, "Are you kidding me? You know, grow up. You're naive." I don't mind being naive, and and what I I'm I'm a gossip for my for for a career. That's what I do. But you don't have to be cruel, and I and I and I think that would. I think Richard and I have this movement going. Uh, let's just be nice. <laughs> you know. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And speaking of being nice, we're going to be nice and we're going to take some callers. And I want to make sure that we get to everybody. So we may have to keep your calls shorter than normal because Linda and I have a tendency to chat, chat, chat. So let's go I to will Wisconsin. Not. I'm, I'm, one word answer. <laughs> let's go to Wisconsin and take a call from Tanya. Tanya, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. How are you doing, Dan and Linda? Uh, we're, I'm good. I, Linda, how are you? We're, I'm great. How great. are you, nice Tanya? Very, very I good. I got a question uh, for you. Good. All right, I have a quandary. Huge One Life to Love fan, brokenhearted that it appears to be done and all that stuff. But here's the thing. I don't want to reward ABC for screwing with my soap, okay? So even though, you know, a bunch of people who I, I adore, all of them, um, are, you know, for the short term with the three actors and for the long term with the uh, uh, star her character i really don't know my policy at this point guys is i don't watch abc that's how i deal with stuff okay get my mind you know i don't know what to do wrong 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 please i'm not going to be judgmental watch you're not hurting abc ABC. what you're going to be hurting is so fans losing another soap yeah putting all these people out of work you know i'm i'm, I'm going to get a lot of flack on this but you know what we don't always get everything we want you know can i have the cartel two in the morning mom no till midnight well i'm not taking it then no can I, well, I mean, let me let me get in here with something else it's that's, hurt that's everybody else. ABC will put in another cheaper show. They'll yes, have they me will. reading the dictionary if I do it cheaply enough. Cut off your nose to spite your face. That's just my opinion. Well, well let me be honest. I, I I do not like 
general hospital. I could then care less it. about Sonny Corinthos and all that kind of stuff. But and but I, I want to support it. So, and I, I and you know what? If you're determined not to watch it and it sounds you know, like then don't. I know. Well, it's I know what John Rotten is for. But I have to tell you. Yes, ma'am. And I, 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 I know I'm going to get happens with this. I think <laughs> when you call up with a call like that, that's instigating people not to watch, and that's yeah. fine. But well, that's what yeah. it sounds like to me. And I'll, I'll shut up. No, 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 no. I, I can understand. I, you're like, let's, let's stir that pot up and get nobody to watch. Say fine. No, so I know. I stuff? absolutely want the genre to continue. Well, like I said, I still watch uh, Young the Restless and things like that. But, I mean, the cheap comes out expensive where well, ABC is concerned. Let me sure. say something else, Tanya, that is really important to remember in all of yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Is that you can boycott all that you want. If you don't have a Nielsen's rating box it's not going to matter anyway because you're not counted as a viewer in those ratings anyway. So you not watching won't make a difference one way or the other in terms of, of whether or not uh, a show's ratings are, are going up or going down. So your boycotting, um, I mean, in the end, would really only be affecting what you watch. Well, that's why I was calling you guys to see what your take is uh, before the whole you know general hospital thing starts next week and that, right? Here's my before. thought. If these yes. are characters that you like, yep. watch, I love them. support yep. them on the show. If you don't get hooked on the show, you certainly yeah. don't have to continue watching. Yeah. But uh, I would say, you know, it's it's not going to matter in the ratings, so why uh, sort of alienate something that you well, like just for the sake of, of proving a point? Yeah, you're right. I just miss my show, that's all, you know. Well, and, and, thank you so much for calling. Mm-hmm. will not get it back, sadly. Oh, you know what? <laughs> it might. What if the ratings go sky high? And ABC yeah. says, says, uh, maybe we were wrong. Remember, Brian's not there any longer, and I don't think mm-hmm. his one or two goers is going to be there for very much longer either. Prove him wrong. No, Thanks for calling Thank in, you. Tanya. You're welcome. Linda, we have another caller. We have Brian from Georgia. Brian, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, uh, how, how are y'all doing? Great. Brian, how are good. you? I'm doing, doing good. Uh, I have uh, three uh, really quick questions and uh, two comments. Uh, my first question is, uh, do you think the Mannings, uh, Todd and Blair, will stick around longer than uh, what they're expected to be? My second question is, do you think that Bo from One Life to Live will ever come to uh, General Hospital? And my third question is, the uh, Daytime Emmy Awards going to air this year? Let oh. me take the last one first. Uh, yeah. The Daytime okay. Emmy's uh, decision about broadcasting them hasn't been announced. The uh-huh. company that has been producing the Emmys over the past uh, three years, ATI, has released a statement that said that they are not going to be able to produce the Emmy ceremony this year. Uh, if you follow Soap Central Live on Twitter, I'm posting the link uh-huh. For that right now, uh, okay. it doesn't necessarily mean that the show will not be broadcast. Someone else could step in, and something else that fans need to know because I've seen it as well. Even if the ceremony is not broadcast, it doesn't mean that there will not be daytime Emmys. Uh, there have been some folks who've thought that if there's not, if it's not on television, that there'll be no actual Emmys. That's not the case. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I'm going to chat with Linda about the second part. Uh, the other two part of your question, I would think, Linda, in terms of the way things are written, the characters that are going to be there now uh, are coming in from One Life to Live that are scheduled to be short term will be short term for now. But as we know in soaps, if something is well received or something uh, seems to be working, that could always change and folks can come back or folks can stay longer. So what do you think? Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, you have, I mean, whoever, I mean, really, whoever thought that. Uh, Scorpio would come back, even if it's only short time. And it is, if it works out. And remember, one of the main components of the Manning family is staying. Star is staying. So there are reasons for other members of the family to come back and visit or, or, or whatever. So, yeah, so I think it's a possibility. Uh, they'd have to fire Mac uh, as a commissioner at General Hospital, which could happen, and then Bo could come. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think I think it would be a good uh, casting. I think uh, Bob Woods is very popular. But, but Ron um, and Frank have to be very careful. They can't turn GH into One Life to Live. It would alienate everybody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And you said you had a uh, quick the, comment, Brian. What's your comment? Yes, uh, my comment was um, Kristen Rogers, he was actually on the radio the other night, and uh 
he quoted on there and said that uh, he had he had six days that he was going to go in general hospital that he pinned him, and that was it. And he also said that he felt like that in terms of the soaps being on a net, uh, the network that they were basically dead, but he said they may stand a chance in the uh, cable industry. And also, Richard, that was on here a while ago, um, I'm actually friends with him on Twitter. I've called into his show, uh, tune, in tomorrow, uh, tune In To Tomorrow. So uh, I wanted to try to talk to him. He got off the phone before I got on here. Well, we'll make sure that he knows that you were calling for him. So thank you so much for calling in, Brian. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Brian. Um, you know, first of all, <laughs> I think we have to put take everybody's Twitter away from them for, for about a month. <laughs> I like Twitter. No. I love Twitter, but, you know, sometimes you look, come on, you look at this and you go, are you kidding? Why would this person say this? Any, but, but at any rate, um, no, it's easy to fall on the something is dead bad wagon. I well, that was a good question. You can you can have many. You can have books and TV and movies and and streaming and 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 all of that. And uh, and right now, Tristan is only on for six days. He could or he could not come back. Um, I think that one of the problems is is that maybe ABC inadvertently misled people to believe that the entire one left to live uh, and all these uh, characters, legacy characters, were coming back forever. And that's, that's not the case, nor should it be the case. The more people you put in the screen, the more people you have to take away. You've got to decide which characters don't I want. That's very true. There's something that sort of stemmed off of that, and we only have about two minutes for it, but I want to uh, – another question that's come through. A couple of folks wanted to know – uh, there's sort of an urban soap legend that says that the networks decided several years ago that they wanted the soaps to go away, and since that time they've been doing everything in their power to get the sh those shows canceled, to sort of run them into the ground. I know it's hard to fit that into, say, maybe two minutes, but what do you make of that urban soap legend, Linda? True or fiction? I think it's fiction. I, I think it's that they didn't know how to do their job. So now that what the things they were in charge have failed, they can now say, <laughs> our plan all along. <laughs> is, is that what they <laughs> <You> say? <know. laughs> no, that's what we wanted and we got our wish. No, they didn't know what they were doing. And because they didn't know what they were doing, they now say that's what we wanted. So that's okay. me. That's what I think. What about well, you, Well, let's Dan? see. I, you know, I would like to think that that's not the case. Um, I mean, I certainly understand that it would be easier to cancel the show if you alienate all of the viewers than to be, you know, then at a height, you know, say in the Luke and Laura days after the wedding to say, okay, well, we're done with the show. I mean, that would be silly. I would think, though, however, that in all of that, I don't necessarily know that all of the things that were done to save the soaps are necessarily the right things. You can only slash 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 a budget so much before you have to say okay maybe cutting money isn't you know the expenses isn't the entire way to go um but you yeah, know I let me they, let's... i think they didn't know what they were doing and i think that that's you know part of it michael knight just came out and said very quickly that he thinks brian franz was trying to get rid of him since 2005 to do anything to emasculate and that doesn't make any sense. You know what? Let's let's take. We have one more caller who's been waiting on the line. We have Robert in California. Robert, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Do you have a burning soap opera question that you've always wanted answered? Well, I do. First, I just want to uh, mention one little thing. Uh, I listened to your show before, and you said that you've never met uh, someone who owned a Nielsen box, and I actually did have a Nielsen box in my house. They exist. A few years ago. So it's not <laughs> wow. like aliens. You exist. Very good. Yeah. We may have to have you on um, for a future show to talk about the, the infamous Nielsen box. But, okay, well, I'm just glad to meet you. I'm glad that uh, that these things really exist in the in the free world. They do. And, unfortunately, I had the box for a year from 2003 to 2004. And I was a huge Port Charles fan. And I watched it every day. And, unfortunately, uh, the show was down. That so, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that I've, I've believed that the Nielsen boxes really exist, let's get on to maybe trying to answer your question. Okay, I have a question. This is a, uh, you're talking about the soap opera herb, urban legends. And uh, this was before my time, but uh, one of the urban legends regarding all my children was about um, Bobby Martin. I guess he was Joe Martin's, one of Joe Martin's original sons. Yeah, uh, yeah, the urban yeah. legend was that he went upstairs one day to wax his skis and never... Absolutely downstairs. true. Is and 
Yes, and why it happened was, and I'm, I'm not embarrassed to admit I'm not too young to remember it. They decided it was one more cast member they didn't need to play, and he was just a pesky younger brother, and really had no dramatic, you know, thing. So everybody jokes. When you talk to Julia Barr or anybody, and they still make that joke that there's a skeleton on a pair of skis. Right, there was an episode, I think, from from 1990 when Opal was uh, trapped in the attic upstairs, and uh, she saw a skeleton with the cap that said Bobby on it. (laughs) What was that? There was an uh, episode uh, from 1990 when Opal uh, Gardner, then she was not married to Palmer yet, she was trapped upstairs in the Martin attic. Well, let me, let something else, too. I don't know if you have the Twitter that we've been talking about, Robert, but I actually wrote an article not that long ago, back in September, the original Bobby resurfaced, not on the show, um, but he surfaced in real life, and he talks a little bit about why uh, everything sort of happened. So I'm going to post that link to Twitter on the Soap Central Live account in just a couple of minutes, you can go and read it. It's actually kind is of funny. Is he still acting, or is he a skiing champ? What, what? <laughs> well, I'm not going to give it away. Folks oh, have to go okay, and read sure. the article. You know, i gotta we got to pay the bills somehow. So okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Robert, for calling in. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me, well, Linda. Linda, there yeah. is one more urban soap legend, and we only have about maybe three minutes or so, but we talked about it at the halfway mark, and it is that Susan Lucci is the daughter of legendary comedian... Phyllis Diller. Uh, There are also some versions of the story that say that Susan Lucci and One Life to Live star Robin Strasser are also related. So what's the truth? Well, Susan Lucci is not Phyllis Diller's daughter. No, Uh, Phyllis said in a a comedy routine. By the way, Phyllis is going to be on Bold and Beautiful in the next week or so. so. I know. I'm excited about that. I actually like Phyllis Diller. No, she said it in a comedy routine, and somebody actually believed it. So she said she was the love child of Susan Lucci's parents. It was, you know, just a joke. <laughs> the, well, do you know the other one? Where the answer about the Robin and uh, and the Rachel and the Susan. Do you know what that's all about? No. Okay, here's how it came to be. All my children was written many, many years before Another World, uh, but Agnes Nixon put it away in a chest. Okay, the character of Rachel. Very much like the character of the young Erica. They were both very pampered, spoiled, had single parents who, who would do anything for them. So uh, both dark-haired, you know, and, and so forth. So that was just that. that they, there was no relationship to, to the actresses or to the characters, just created by the same person. Well, that's interesting. We have, uh, I'm looking at the time, we have about a minute for this. I just want to know, is there anything else, Linda, that you've seen that maybe started off as a joke, whether it be in a magazine or online or in pop, in pop culture somewhere, that ended up, soap-wise, uh, becoming gospel, even though it wasn't true? I mean, this is the only one that I can really think of it, off the top of my head. another one, and I've heard it's true, and others say it's not. It used to be said that if you created a soap character, no matter... How long you were away from the show, you would get residuals for that character. Now, recently, members of the Writers Guild said it's absolutely not true. That the creation of a character doesn't mean that 8,000 years later, you're still going to get residuals because you created the character. I thought it was true, to be very honest. Now I hear this thing from WGA, and I think WGA should probably know what they're talking about, Writers Guild of America. I think that was kind of an urban legend. I've always heard, too, that when uh, new writers come in, that they get super bonuses for creating new characters, and that's always why they, uh, why they, when new writing teams come on, why there's always this proliferation of new faces. So, right, well, and maybe, they have their own vision. Maybe we'll have to address that in a, a future soap panel. We'll, we'll dig, we'll get some, uh, some insight, and maybe get, maybe get somebody on from the Writers Guild to, to talk about it. That could be kind of fun. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd love that. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the clock. We still have about one minute. Uh, looking to see some of the other things that folks have submitted. One of them, you know, we're not going to have enough time uh, for this one, but are there any conspiracy theories that uh, we'll sort of preview and you'll come back and we'll, we'll talk about them? Any conspiracy theories that you know that soap fans have that may or may not be true? Oh, I, I think one of the conspiracy theories is is that the network's wanted to ruin the shows i i you don't want to get take something successful and de- and destroy it 
Um, and I really think that that's just a bad job. You know, they just did bad jobs and know what to do. Uh, problem with soaps is it's going to be the same show, and it's got 47,000 different writers and producers <laughs> and actors, and some of them work and some of them don't, and we've had a reign of them not working, you know. That's a, well, let me, before we let you go, before we run out of time, what is your next Lathered Up column going to be about? Well, we're do, I, I did a Valentine's Day column. That, that'll be there a little after Valentine's Day. Um, I was depressed because I, I was still waiting for my card until my card came. I wasn't going to file it, but the <laughs> card's not coming, so I guess I'll better send it. And then I do a, a count on nitpicking, and I'm just doing a lot of nitpicking and little things on the shows that it's like, well, isn't somebody watching the show that they're producing? How could they do this? So that's the, my, my next two columns. All right. Well, thank you, Linda, for being a part of today's show. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Dan. I'd like to thank my other guests as well, Richard Sims, for dropping by. You can check out what Linda's got to say on Lathered Up by going to SoapCentral.com slash Lathered Up. And, of course, you can pick up a copy of ABC Soaps in Depth or CBS Soaps in Depth magazine at your local newsstand, or you can get subscription information at SoapsInDepth.com. If for some reason we did not answer your question on today's show, you can visit SoapCentral.com and click on the feedback option. It's up in the navigation menu, the little blue stripe at the top of any page of the site, and you can submit it. And we'll either try to answer it by email or maybe we'll answer it in a future edition of Ask the Soap Experts right here on Soap Central Live. Of course, it goes without saying that if you missed any part of today's show, if you just want to hear it again, or you want to check out any of the other 111 shows that we've broadcast, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. There you'll be able to download any of the episodes for free, or you can also stream them directly to your computer on demand. There are also links to iTunes where you can download the show for free to your iPod or iPad or i anything else, and you can take that with you. It's easy for listening on the go. There's a whole lot of great shows coming up in the next few weeks. Be sure to check out Top Central Live on Twitter. That's where we tell you first where the uh, who's going to be coming up on the show. Uh, my birthday show is coming up, so who knows what will happen on that coming up in a couple of weeks. So you know what? Until then – Follow along on Soap Central Live or The Soap Central. You can also follow me at Dan J. Kroll on Twitter. Check out our Facebook page, of course, SoapCentral.com as well. And until next week, I'm Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.